Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend Daniel Hardy, the senior pastor of Royalty House International, Peter Maritzburg. Reverend Daniel Hardy has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Why? Because we don't even know who the Holy Spirit is. Some of us think the Holy Spirit is a wind. The wind that comes to push people to fall down. So that's the Holy Spirit. And something that pushes people to fall down, I wouldn't want to have it. I don't know. Tabor, would you want something that, I mean, anytime you have it, it's pushing you to fall down. No, I'm not ready to fall down. You are pushing me to fall down. I would not want to have it. Or something that is, some, some people say, it's a rain. Hey, it's not every day that I want rain to beat me. Even when it's rain, we try to get out of the rain. So, with all these ideas in our head, that's why we don't even desire to have the Holy Spirit. So, yesterday I made an attempt to show you who the Holy Spirit is. And I said that to understand who the Holy Spirit is, this is just a recap for those of you who are in Tehran. To understand who the Holy Spirit is, you need to understand the doctrine of the Trinity. Hallelujah. And I said the doctrine of the Trinity is that as Christians, we have one God with three personalities. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, the Bible says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one Lord. So it says, Christians, we serve one God. But this God that we serve has three distinct and divine personalities, which we know as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 18, the Bible, Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So immediately you see the three of them mentioned over there. First Corinthians 14, 13, or 13, 14, the Bible tells us that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship or the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. So immediately you see again that these three personalities are mentioned there, and he's talking about God. First John 5, 7, the Bible says, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. Here, he even makes it very clear. You are still at 4-6. Wow. He makes it very clear that the, in heaven, there are three that bear record. The Father, which is God the Father. Then the Word, which is the Son. Because in John 1, the Bible says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. And we beheld his glory as the one begotten of the Father, full of grace. And truth. So when he says the word, he's talking about Jesus. Then he says, and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. So that's the God we serve. So somebody, somebody made an argument. The person was sitting around this side. He made an argument. He said, how can there be one God and three different personalities? That's when I use water to explain to you. I said, water is made up of two atoms of hydrogen and one atom of oxygen. That's why it's called hydrogen 2 oxide. Okay. And then the art students did not understand. 
So I use this bottle to explain that. If you divide what is in this bottle, first I said it means there's twice as much hydrogen in this bottle as we have of oxygen. Still, they did not understand because I tried to bring it in layman's terms. Still, they did not understand. So then I went on to say that if you divide what is in this bottle into three, two of it will be hydrogen and then one portion will be oxygen. When you put all together, you get what we call water. Okay. Then I said, now water exists in three different forms. The way it is now is liquid water and it's still water. If we put it in the fridge and we freeze it, it becomes ice block. And it's still solid water and it's still what? Water. Then when we burn it or we apply heat to it, it evaporates. Then we get what we call water vapor. All these three are water. All these three are one. That's how God is. Now let me explain it in business terms. Those of you who like money. The Trinity is like a company that runs on a board. Or it runs with a board. Do you get it? So you have the board. In the board, you have the board chairman. And the board chairman in this case is God the Father. Then you have board members. So on this board, you have who we call the board members. And one of them, or in this case, the board has three members. So the member of the board is Jesus Christ that you and I know. They are, is part of the decision making, everything. Then you have another board member, which we call the managing director. He's also part of the board. Now, when you go to the company, you never see the board chairman. Neither do you see the board members. The only person you see is the managing director. Because he is in charge of the day-to-day affairs of the company. That's the trinity for you. The Holy Spirit is the God part which is in charge of our day-to-day activities. So in John 14, 16, Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will send you another comforter and he will be with you. This, This comforter, he will abide with you forever. Hallelujah. He will abide with you forever. So he says, I'm sending the guy who will be with you every day. Hallelujah. Then I went on to say that the Holy Ghost is that third person in the Holy Trinity. Hallelujah. So the Holy Trinity has three persons, which is God the Father, who is God, Jesus Christ, who is God, and the Holy Spirit, who is also God. A lot of people have a problem with this. How can you say that the Holy Spirit is God? Because he is. It's like asking me, how can I say this guy is black? He's black. I mean, there's no white person here. You are all blacks. Oh, yeah, you are. There's no white person. Are you white? If you are white, see me after church. Let's be sure. And mind you, Africans people are not white. Anyway, let's go on. They are just Africans. That's all. They're not white. No, if you see a white man, you see a white man. You see Africans person, you see that, okay, it's a wannabe, but you take it like that. Hallelujah. Give Jesus some glory, please. Now, I establish with you that the Holy Spirit being the third person in the triunion God, doesn't make him 
the third most powerful person. He's not third in power, third in glory, third in beauty, third in authority, third in anything. He's as powerful as God the Father. He's as powerful as God the Son. He's as glorious as Almighty God. He's as glorious as Jesus Christ. That's why many people, Holy Spirit, no, he's there. I'd rather speak to God. If I can talk to your father, why do I talk to you? No. This is, the Catholics even have a song that they sing, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Early in the morning, my song shall rise to thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed tree. They taught us in high school, you should be careful the high school you go to. The high school you went to, they only teach Galagacha, it's a very bad high school. Hallelujah. Well, today time is really pressing me on. Because today I have so many things to say. It's even not funny. Let's continue. So, he's the third in the triunion God. But equally powerful, equally authoritative, equally strong. Then I said that the Holy Spirit is the power of God. Hallelujah. In that triunion God... The Holy Spirit represents the power side. So God is the commander-in-chief. He gives the instruction. And the implementer of the instruction is Jesus Christ. Then the person who makes it happen is the Holy Spirit. I use John chapter 5 to explain to you. We can't read it tonight. Jesus healed somebody by the pool of Pedesta. When he healed the person by that pool, they started to argue with him. Then he explained to them. He said in verse 17, the son can of himself do nothing except what he sees the father do. So it's like God gives the instruction. Then Jesus comes and says, rise, take up your bed and walk. Now between Jesus saying those words and you rising is the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why before Jesus could do anything, the Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. What it means is that when Mary gave birth to Jesus and he was walking on the earth, he was powerless. Until the Holy Ghost came upon him, that's when he was filled with power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What else did we say? Then we said, the Holy Spirit is a divine person. Today I'm talking about the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to convince you further that the Holy Spirit is not a wind. He's not a water, whether hot or cold. He's not a a fire. Say, oh, the Holy Spirit is the guy that makes us feel hot. No, he's not a fire. It's not, somebody even explained something to me um, during the week. She said, she was explaining the, the Trinity, and she was telling me that it's like ESCOM, the energy that is generated. So God is the energy. Do you get it? That comes all the way here. Then Jesus is the guy who turns on the switch for the light to be on or off. But after Jesus has turned on the switch, that 
that comes forth, which is light that we see, that is the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that is the Holy Spirit. That's the mechanism of their operations. Hallelujah. Good. So, I want to further convince you tonight that the Holy Spirit is a person because tomorrow I'm talking about how to relate with the Holy Spirit. And if you don't get this foundation that the the person you are relating with is a human being, not even a human being, but it's it's a person, you can't even relate with him. Hallelujah. So my prayer is that by the close of day today, when we live here, you would have been convinced that the Holy Spirit is a person. There are three things that make you a person. Number one, your emotions. Number two, your will. And number three, your mind. These are the three things. Your emotions, your will, and your mind. These three things make you a person, not your hair. Because if it was your hair, when you wear a Brazilian hair, you will be a Brazilian. But think about it. After many attempts that you have made, you have still not become Brazilian. Yeah, I'm still far more international than you. You just, I mean, just Deban, that's your show. You get it. And like I said yesterday, even if they cut off your arm, Zimasa, God forbid, you are still Zimasa. When we see you, we won't say, uh, who are you? We say, Zimasa. Do you get it? So if it's your arm that makes you a person, we'll stop calling you Zimasa. Bible says about Lazarus and the rich man, the Bible says there was a rich man which fed sumptuously at his table, clothed in purple and linen and fine linen. And there was a poor beggar named Lazarus who sitting at the rich man's gate, desiring to be fed of the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came to lick his sauce. And it came to pass that the, the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And it also came to pass that the rich man died and was buried. Then immediately, the Bible says, and in hell, he lifted up his eyes. The rich man. But we buried him at the... Ce- What's the name of your cemetery here? Which one? What's the name of your cemetery? Okay, your cemetery. We buried him here. If you go and exhume, you will still find his body. But we were still describing him even after his body had been disposed of as the rich man. He died. And Bible says... In hell, he lifted up his eyes. And immediately from hell, he could see Lazarus. And Abraham, who had died many years ago, even before he was born. And he lifted up his eyes and seeing Abraham, seeing Abraham, seeing Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, he said to Abraham, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. For I send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water to quench my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Meanwhile, we bar- all of them, their bodies, Lazarus, I'm sure they didn't bury him. I'm sure the dogs ate his meat like that. But he was still Lazarus. It tells you that there's far more that makes you a person. So Jesus, in talking about the Holy Spirit in John 14, he said that, and when he is come, 
whom the world does not know and because it cannot see him. But you know him because he is in you and shall be with you. So, when he is describing the Holy Spirit, he uses the word, the, 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 the pronoun, he. He. And we don't use he to talk about animals. I mean, we make a lot, of, we make this pronoun mistake in South Africa a lot. We use he for guys and he for girls. I mean, sometimes when people are talking, you have to let them finish before you know the sex of the person. Because they'll say, he, he is going to her house. <laughs> you, you are not sure. You know, they are, sometimes you think they are talking about two people, but when you think about it, you see that ah, they are talking about one person. You are not sure, but at least we don't use, we don't see a dog. Then you say, he is going there. No, never. No. So he's talking about a person who is the Holy Spirit. And I said, what makes you a person is number one, your emotions. We'll talk about each of them and then we'll close. Amen. Your emotions. The Holy Spirit has emotions. The Holy Spirit has what? Emotions. Ephesians 4.30, the Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Don't He can be grieved. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. You are not the only person who can be gripped. Tando. You are not the only person that when Tabor doesn't come home early, you become grieved. The Holy Spirit too can be gripped. But do you have a dog? Who has a dog? Okay, you are all black people. Fine. No problem. I mean, okay, let's use even in, in we'll use a dog and then we'll use an inanimate object. I mean, when he doesn't come home early, or when he's nasty to you, does your bed get angry? Does your chair get angry? Does your spoon get angry? But you get angry. Why? Because you are a person. Yeah, that's why you can be grieved. The Holy Spirit is a person. That's why when we behave in certain ways towards him, he can be grieved. So the Bible warns us, grieve not the spirit. The Bible even warns us, quench not the spirit. He can be stopped. It can be, you can't stop your table. Hey, what is it even doing for you to say stop? Now, I'm making a distinction between inanimate objects, animals, and then persons. That's why I, I, I was hoping one of you has a dog to make it easier. If you don't come out early, your dog cannot be grieved. He sees his chest starts to jump. <laughs> That's all. Work is still like that. That's it. But it is not grief. But when you go inside, you see Madame there with her face waiting for you. You have to go and overcome the face. My God. This Valentine's Day, a lot of brothers who have to overcome certain faces. The Holy Spirit too can be grieved. Sometimes we behave in ways, you see, then the Holy Spirit has a broken heart. When he looks at us, he's so broken. He's so sad for us. He can be grieved. Number two, he can love. He can love. Romans 15, 30, the Bible tells us that. He says, I beseech you now, brethren, that for, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake and 
for the love of the spirit that ye strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. He says, I am begging you. One, because of Jesus Christ. And two, because of the love of the spirit. The spirit can love. The Holy Spirit loves all of you dearly. Those of you who don't feel loved, I came to tell you, there's a guy who loves you far more than any human being can love you. He loved you before you were born. I see a lot of ladies wanting to be loved and overly compensating for a foolish man just so that they will be loved. You don't need a man to love you to feel loved. The first person who loved you is the Holy Spirit. And that is the love you must enjoy the most. I always advise people, so this brother wants to marry me. I say, is he a happy person? No, it's when he sees me that don't marry him. He will, you will be very sad. Yeah, very sad. Somebody whose happiness depends on you. Hey! And even you yourself, how happy do you make yourself that you have to now be happy for all of us? It's like you WhatsApp, you, you hotspot your happiness for all of us. It's like, I have to, have, I have to be happy for myself and Zimasa. I mean, how can it be? I always say, no, 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 no. I tell them, no. Don't. You see, look, a lot of guys I know who are in very, their relationships and marriages are very horrible. You see, the girls are needy. They want to be loved so badly. I told you I love you when I was going to marry you. If I change my mind, I will inform you. Once I have not changed my mind, there's no need for me to write a new letter. Dear, dear partner in love relationship, I am writing to reaffirm and reconfirm my love for you, which I, I, I dedicated to you and made known to you seven years ago on the 14th of February, around 3.45 in the afternoon on the streets of Durban. From today, consider that I still love you and I will always love you. Yours sincerely, Tobeka. Is Tobeka a man or a woman? Tobela, uh-huh, Tobela. Words of affirmation. No. Of course, brothers, doesn't mean you shouldn't say I love you. You should say it. They want to hear it, so say it. Let them hear it all the time. That's why anytime I preach, I tell the people, God loves you, and so do I. That's all. So that it's not like you are doubting it. No, tell you all the time. But what am I saying? I'm saying that the Holy Spirit loves us more than anybody can love us. Bible says God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. Christ died for us. Romans 5, 5, the Bible says that hope maketh not ashamed. For the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit which is given to us. It's the Holy Spirit that can even teach you to love. Yeah. I wish I could stay on this point till, till 14 July. There are some of us, by some experiences we have had, we can't even love anymore. Your heart has become so callous and so hard. You can, somebody broke your heart, so you can't love anymore. Tonight, you can ask the Holy Spirit to teach you to love again. 
Yeah. And sometimes the way you demonstrate your unlovingness is through suspicion. You suspect everybody. Every man is a liar. It's true. The Bible says, let all men be liars and let only God be true. But it's not always that we are lying to you. Yeah, because of one bitter experience you had. Mandela said he will marry you. He said, you know something? You are the apple of my eye. I'll walk upon the sea for you. Many years ago, we were going to the beach. Then there was a brother who was trying to propose to a sister. So my wife and I, I was driving, my wife was sitting by me, and they were sitting at the back of the car. All my stories are true, I tell you. No, the reason is that I have so many stories, I don't have to make up a story. If I didn't have stories then, last week, we had an experience in church, then I explained to the people. I mean, I laid hands on a boy, Reverend David. When I laid my hands on him, he was looking at me with his eye. I laid my hands on him, then he looked at me as if he was saying thank you. Then he turned out, then he called himself like that, then he slept on the floor. He slept till we left the church. I mean, he just, he was lying. Everybody was looking at him. Everybody was looking. He was lying. On, he, it's like, it's not the one that you lay hands, then the person falls. No, no, no. He, I laid hands on him. He was awake, running all over the place. Then I laid my hands on him. Then he looked at me as if he was trying to say, thank you. Then when he finished, he just called himself like, so I was wondering what he was doing. Then he laid on the floor, asleep. So I was surprised. So I look at the guy who was helping me with the administration. If he was as surprised as because it's my first time seeing anything like that. So I look at he was also surprised. So we all went onto the stage and we started to look at him. So I asked, Whose child is this? And what is he doing? <laughs> because I've not seen it, I've not seen it before. So all my stories are true. Back to the story that I was telling him. So this brother wanted to propose to this sister. I'm still talking about love. And he told the sister, I can walk on water. I thought I was the only one who heard it. So I look at my wife from the corner of my eyes. You see, my wife and I, not only have we been married for a long, this year will be 15 years since we married. But we have been friends for about 20, we were, we were friends since 1994. Yeah, we've been friends from 1994. High school sweethearts up to today. Yeah. I mean, my wife is the only person I've been in a relationship with since I was born. Yeah, since, since I was born into this world. You don't need to clap. It's just information. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's like, as time has passed, we have developed various ways of communicating. Do you, do you get it? So, it's like, when I heard the thing, I wanted to be sure, so I look at her from the corner of my eye. And she eyeballed me also from the corner. I knew that she heard it. So I didn't say anything. So when we got to the beach, I was expecting the guy to walk on the water to prove to the girl that I can walk on water. The girl was just smiling, smiling. Yeah, wow. You can walk on water. You are like Jesus. Yeah, there are only three people I know who can walk on water Jesus, Peter, 
of you. Ah! I mean, she was smitten completely. We got to the beach. The guy can't even swim. It's a typical, a typical black man. Can't even swim. The girl I'm talking about is sitting in the service as I'm preaching. Those of you, no, this is for those of you who are arguing with me. No, this is for those of you who are arguing with me. The person is in the service as I'm preaching. Yeah. No, stop asking questions. When Jesus said, one of you shall betray me, that's how they all say, is it me, is it me, is it me? So just after church, just do Iki Piki Punky, Daddy bought a donkey. Donkey died, Daddy cried. My mother said, I must choose this one. Then whoever I force on is that one. But some of you, they told you they will walk on water for you. And they broke your heart. Because of that, you can't love anymore. You suspect every man. Every man is a cheat. Every man is a liar. Every man is a bad person. Yeah, you can't even trust your pastor anymore. Yeah, when your pastor tra- tells you something, you don't believe. It's like, oh, really? That's what Jimmy told me. Jimmy also told me something, you know? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit can heal you. Tonight, may the Holy Spirit heal you. Maybe to- tonight, that's the group I'll pray for. Those who have had issues and because of that can't love anymore. And be honest. I mean, we are not here. This is a hospital. We are here to be healed. It says the love of God is shared abroad. You know, sometimes there are people who are unlovable. Even when you are prudent, they smell. The smell that comes from, that exudes from the person. Hey! Charlie! When they say hug your neighbor, you pray about it. My God, my God, my God. You hug with faith. Jesus. Yes. When you hug, it's like the power of the Holy Ghost. My God. Sometimes there are people who behave very wickedly and unassumingly. You can't, it's difficult to love them. But the Holy Spirit gives us love in our hearts to love even unlovable people. I now understand why Jesus said, love your enemies. Because look, if I was writing the Bible, I would never put that script. Even if I was recording the Bible and Jesus said, love your enemies, I'll pretend like I didn't hear. I'll continue right. I'll say, pardon. Then I'll continue writing. He said, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you or those who hate you. Yeah. Pray for those who despisefully use you. So the person has used you mercilessly. Use you to satisfy their lust. He says, do good to them. Some of you are looking for people to kill. I know a girl. This is also another story. Always sounds outrageous. A guy molested her. The guy is dead. Today. She's still looking for the guy. If I get him. Look, I sat with her. The guy is dead. What else? What is the greatest punishment he can get apart from dying? He's dead. So I said, so when you get to heaven, he's dead. I'll kill him. (laughs) Oh God! So since then, I've been praying for the guy that he will go to hell. 
so that the girl doesn't commit murder in heaven. I'm telling you. Before she's chased out to hell. The Holy Spirit will touch you. The Bible said, the love of the love of God is shed abroad. Where? In our hearts. By who? The Holy Spirit. Number three. What are we talking about? Emotions. He can be lied to. He can be lied to. In Acts chapter 5, when Ananias and Sapphira lied to Peter them about their land that they had sold, the price that they had sold. Peter asked Ananias in verse 3 of Acts 5, he says, why have you let Satan fill your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit? You can lie to him. I mean, can you imagine you have a dog, you say, I've lied to the dog. Does the dog even care what you say? You have lied to the dog. Oh, do you need to lie to, the, to your dog? You don't come home today. You come the next day. You can tell, oh, no, I went to work, okay? I didn't go to the hotel. I went to work. You know, you won't even bother to explain to the dog. Next one. Your will. Your will. Your will. The Holy Spirit has a will. I said three things prove that you are a person. Emotion, will, and mind. I finish with emotion. I'm on will. Will. First Corinthians chapter 12 verse 11, the Bible says, all these things work it, that the one and the self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he wills. As he does what? As he does what? He wills. The Holy Spirit has a will. He chooses. I'm going to give them things. I've come to the church. I'll divide to them as I will. I'll give this one 20. This one I'll give her 17. This one I'll give her 35. This one I give her 56. This one I give her 18. This is as he wills. You don't tell him. He decides. He has a will. He has what? A will. He has a will. Okay, no problem. Charlie, you are slow, pal. I said 12, 11. As he what wills. He has a will. He has a will. He decides what he wants to do. Who he wants to touch. Who he wants to. May you be the one that the Holy Spirit will touch. May you be the one that the Holy Spirit will bless. He chooses who to appoint. I'm talking about his word will. He chooses who to appoint. Acts 20, 28, the Bible says, Now therefore, take heed therefore to yourselves and to the flock of God, over the which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. He says, the Holy Spirit is the one who has made you an overseer. Of the church. I am not here because I like coming to Deban. 
The Holy Spirit has decided that I am the one who is supposed to preach. And you are the ones who are supposed to sit down and listen. Yeah. I may be thinking, oh, I called Reverend and said, let's have a conversation. No, 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 no. If the Holy Spirit didn't want me to be the one preaching, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't happen. He chose. Those who didn't want Reverend David to be your pastor, he would never let him be your pastor. He chooses who to appoint. He says, take heed to yourselves and to the flock of God over the which the Holy Spirit has made you an overseer of, has let you look after them. Yeah. We are in a dispensation where people are making themselves things. If you go everywhere, everybody, now everybody says that they are a prophet. Every pastor is going and say, I'm a prophet. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes you a prophet. You don't decide that you want to be a prophet. It may look nice to you, but you can't decide it. You can, I even tell people, that you may prophesy once or twice, it doesn't make you a prophet. Yeah, if you prophesy, you may even prophesy regularly. Or even every day. And your prophecies come to pass. Does it make you a prophet? To be a prophet, God has to call you. There are some prophets, they don't prophesy. They don't, even, they don't prophesy. They just give directions. Go this way. Go forward. Keep moving. That's all. But God has called them to the office of a prophet. So in Romans, Romans 29, 11, the Bible says, or 11, 29, says, the gifts, which is that prophecy you have been prophesying, and the calling, the gifts, that's the prophesying you have been prophesying. Then the calling of God are without repentance. To, be, to go into an office, God has to call you. To prophesy, God has to give you a gift. So to be a prophet, God has to call you. It's not the gift. God calls you to be a prophet. You manif- more, Of course, most prophets manifest the gift. But not all gifted people are prophets. You drive, don't you drive? Are you a driver? Think about it. Are you not a pharmacist? Yeah, but you drive. I drive, but I'm not a driver. If, I don't even want anybody to refer, me, refer to me as a driver. But I drive. I can drive. I can let the car go forward. I can go reverse. I can park. I mean, it's enough. But you're not a driver. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit make you something wonderful. That's why when Jesus saw Peter James, he says, follow me. I will make you. Not you will make yourself. I will make you fishers of men. May God raise you up to be something special in this church. In our generation, in the name of Jesus. Yeah. He leads. He chooses who to lead. Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. Romans 8.14 As many as are led by each says who to lead. Next one, my time is finished, so let me round up. He has a mind. This one will run very quickly because tomorrow is Sunday. He has a mind. He has a mind. He has a I said, what are the three things that make you a person? Number one is what? Number two is what? Number three is what? So from today, don't let anybody toy with your emotions. 
It lasts me, it lasts me not. 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 It lasts me. No. Your emotions are not toys. Or a soccer ball to be played with. Yeah. Doesn't love me, doesn't love me. Doesn't love Oh, yeah. No time for games. Because your emotions make up about 33% of you. If you are broken into three parts, you will be made of emotion, will, and your mind. So if you can let somebody play with 33% of you, that's too much. I said, that's what? Too much. Yes, yes, what? A mind. Romans 8, 27. Bible says, he that searcheth all things, knoweth what the mind of the spirit is. Or know it, what is the mind of the spirit? What is what? The mind of the spirit. Because he does what? He makes intercession for us. So here immediately you can see, the Holy Spirit has a mind. He can think. He can think through. That's a mind. Because he has a mind, number one, he can speak. Acts 13 verse 1, Bible says, now there was or there were in the church of Antioch certain prophets and teachers. Then he begins to name them. He says, Barabbas, Simon, Lucius, then who again? Manane, and then Saul. He names them. Verse 2 says, and as they ministered and they fasted, the Holy Spirit did what? Said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul unto the work where which I have called them, or where unto I have called them. The Holy Spirit did what? He spoke. When was the last time your dog spoke? When was the last time you saw a dog speaking? A dog can only bark, but it cannot speak. It cannot communicate effectively through speech. But the Holy Ghost spoke. Revelations 2, 7, the Bible says, let him that has an ear hear what the Spirit is saying. He is a person. That's why he speaks. That's why he can speak. That's why you must allow him to speak to you. Tonight, one of your prayers should be that, Holy Spirit from today, speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. Sometimes you're about to make the wrong turn. And you need the Holy Spirit to tell you, hey, don't go there. I had a testimony of a lady she was standing at a bus stop as she was standing, waiting for a bus. As she was standing there, something just told her, leave this place. And she left that place. When she left that place, a truck ran into the stop and killed everybody. Killed everybody. One of my pastor friends, he told the story one day he was driving. Then suddenly, the Holy Spirit said to him, stop. Why am I stopping? Stop. And he was running late for a program. Stop. So he parked off the street. As soon as he parked Nanini, all his four tires just burst. And he was going on a long distance, so you can imagine the speed. The tires just went. May the Holy Ghost speak to you. May he speak to you. There was even a story I planned to tell you. I've forgotten the story. If I remember, I'll tell you before I go. But it's about the Holy Ghost speaking. He speaks. I'm trying to imagine you and your monkey. And then you are expecting the monkey to talk. 
They've tried, uh, they can't talk. No animal can talk. Even parrots, they can't talk. They can only mimic the sound that we make. Yeah. If you don't believe me, go to um, Ushaka, the zoo, and go, go to the parrot. Start having a conversation. Parrot, how are you? And see if the parrot will say, I'm fine. He will also say to you, how are you? Just mimic the sound. He can't speak. Number two, he can teach. John 14, 26, the Bible says, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will teach you all things. He can teach you. He can teach you. He can teach you. He teaches. Make the Holy Spirit teach you things. Amen. Teach you things. I think First John 2, 27, the Bible says, the anointing that you have, teaches you all things you have that you have need of no man to teach you yeah the anointing that you have received the holy spirit he's a teacher teaches there are so many things is the holy spirit that has taught me yeah so many things the holy spirit just teaches oh do it this way do it that way do it even even the way i preach a lot of it is the holy spirit that has taught me how to make it effective there have been times that the scriptures just clash in my mind. They just clash. Boom, then I can't find where who is. No, do it this way. If you do it this way, that's it. Yeah. Look, the Holy Spirit, there are two things. There are two main places that God speaks to me. When I bath and when I sleep. And bathing is one of my favorite things. No, 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 I mean seriously. I don't live in a place where there's no shower. No. If I'm living there, then it's by accident. Yeah. If I come to your house, I don't have access to a shower. The chances that I will bath, very slim. Yeah. I'll find another way of staying clean. Yeah. I need the water to pour. And when the water is pouring, that's when God speaks to me. So anytime I'm going to preach, one of the last things I do, either I sleep or I bath or both. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As I'm bathing, the the message starts to line up in my mind exactly the way it should come out. So it forms like a line, a line array. So then I start to move them. If I move somebody in the middle before this, that's what the message. Move them one, one. So even if you do something to confuse me, I take my time. The Holy Spirit even taught me a way. Just go around and come back to where I'm supposed to be. Then we follow the line. Yeah. You too, he's ready to teach you. Then what I wanted to talk to you about, the Holy Spirit speaks. It's not everything that pastor can tell you. Yeah, even as I'm standing here, there are things that are revealed to me. I can't tell you. I just have to continue my life and pray that the Holy Spirit reveals it to you. I mean, your mouth is smelling. If I told you that you know something, when thou speakest, There's a pervading order. 
I mean, very pervading odor. Sometimes it's acidic. Sometimes it's ammonic. Acidic means it has acid. Ammonic means it has ammonia. Emanating from your mouth. Which is not good. For human consumption and interaction. Yeah. If I were to tell you Zimasa. You say, Rev, you know something, I love you, but I see that you don't respect. I always knew that you don't respect, but today, you have shown me that you don't respect. Even the reason why I wanted to change the microphone head, is one of those reasons. But I, did, I couldn't tell you. So in the beginning, I said, okay, you just put it there so that we are free. But if I am to say the truth, the microphone makes me feel like throwing up. But if I told you this thing from the beginning of the service, hey, this guy is very proud, though. <laughs> but now the Holy Spirit has prepared the way. That's why I can tell you. That's why it's not a problem. Tomorrow when I'm coming, I'll bring my own microphone head. Case closed. So those of you who also help watch these things once in a while. Yeah. I said, well, Saturday... You just wash them in some water. You put them by the window. By Sunday, by the time we come, it's dry, fresh. We all use it. Because when I took I felt like throwing up. And imagine if I had thrown up here. Some of you say the spirit that is moving. Some of you too will say, he doesn't respect at all. How can he puke in the church? Yeah. So some things, it's only the Holy Spirit that can tell you. They tell it the way your armpit smells. And it's overgrown. Look, an armpit that is grown with hair will always smell. You can give any explanation that you like. It will smell. Why? Let me explain to you. At least, give me a little time to explain this one. Reason is very simple. You sweat in your armpit. It's natural. That's why we use deodorant. To keep us dry. For as long as it can. Do you get it? So, now when there's also hair there, the sweat is trapped in the hair. So, you may clean it, but there's some in there. That's why your hair, you don't do it for some You see that it's smelling you. When you sleep and it comes onto you, you're like, who touched me? Who touched me? <laughs> who touched my hair? Yeah. Do you get it? So, it, it traps the sweat. So instead of buying a selfie stick, buy a shaving stick. Shave your armpit. Yeah. Buy it. Buy it. No, me, I know a girl who doesn't care the way she smells by when by mistake we say the Holy Spirit is coming and they raise their hands. Ah! My God, my God, my God. My God. You take her home, she lays her hands on you. Oh my God. One man of God was preaching. He said, some of you, you lay hands on some people and they fall down. And you say, it's the Holy Spirit. But it's actually the smell that is coming from your armpit. Man of God, a little deodorant will do. These things, you are a liar. It's only the Holy Spirit that can tell you. You are a thief. You are the only. It's not everything that I can tell you. If I tell you now, even some of you are still thinking of what I said about the 
microphone here. What is this that he said about our microphone? You are still thinking about it. You have not gone past it. You are stuck there. I should have left it for the Holy Spirit to tell you. That's why the Holy Spirit does what? Some things are so private. Nobody can tell you. Look, a friend of mine, we were doing demons and how to get rid of them or something like that. That book, the red one. And he bought one for his beloved. His beloved came to tell me that the guy says that he has demons. That's why he bought the book. The whole church, all of us, were buying the book. That's the conclusion that book, thank you. Oh, I saw demons there. They are everywhere. This book. This book. So he bought one as a nice beloved. He bought one for himself. And he bought one for the beloved. So, my dear beloved, this we are buying the book in the time. I'm buying one for you. When he gave it to the girl and he left, the girl came to the pastor, which is me. And she told me, my beloved says that I have demons. So I said, how did he say it? Because usually, I, I, it's not like she was holding the book. The book was in the bag. So she my beloved said, I said, hey, how can he say such a thing? So the Holy Spirit now controlled me. Then I asked, how did he say? He said, he bought me this book. <laughs> he bought me this book. Yeah. So if I'm to tell you now you, that you have demon, which you do. I mean, let's be serious. No, we all do. If the day I get to talk about demons, you see that we have demons. That's why we have to cast them out constantly. Yeah, cast them out constantly. I mean, you are afraid this thing you are going to do will not work. It's a demon. What else will make you afraid? It's a demon. Yeah, that's why we cast them out constantly. But if I'm to tell you, you know something. If somebody left the church one day, she said I had said she had demons. Although I didn't say that, but she had demons. That's why that is true. No, no, no. She had demons. Because I visited her. She wanted to kill her husband. She wanted... I mean, you could see. And I laid my hands on her. In her room. I mean, you could see the... Whom, whom, I said, the way your heart is beating, you have a heart attack. Let, let Be free. So at a point, I didn't know what to do. So as she was talking, I just laid my hands. I said, be free. And she sat on her chair. She started to break And I narrated this story like the way I've narrated it now. She was not even in church. Then somebody went to tell her that the pastor said you have demons. And she left the church. Yeah. So it's the Holy Spirit that must tell you these things. What was the next one I thought? He teaches. May the Holy Spirit teach you nice. If you're a lady, may the Holy Spirit teach you how to be a lady. Yeah. No, not like pastor was saying. I mean, we don't allow people to wear dukes in there. When I came to marriage, every girl in the church was wearing a duku. Do you know a duku? That's what we call a duke. Every girl in the church. Everybody has a duke in the church. I said, hey, what is this? 
What is this? Every nice girl in the church is wearing a duke. I went on a guy and said, every duke must fall in the church. There's no way. Nobody. A church that I pastor, you don't wear dukes in the church. You can wear it in your house. Show it to your husband because maybe your husband, he doesn't care. He just, I mean, he doesn't know nice things. So anything you bring, he will take it like that. But me, when I'm pastoring the church, you will not wear a duke. I told them, if I see you wearing a duke, we'll take it off. We'll take it off. We'll take it off. All my stories are true. Even the Duke people are around today. Yeah. So you see a nice girl won a Duke like a traditional queen moving all over the place. What's that? So like Pastor was saying, you can't be in the church. You have made your hair. We don't know whether you are a boy or a girl. Do, do you get it? I mean, it's like, ah. Meanwhile, the Bible says the glory of the girl, of a lady, is her hair. Then you have made it like a boy. We, when we look at it, we don't know. Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Ah, we can't tell. Are you a footballer or you are a normal person? We can't tell. Look, I'm, I'm not against short hair. I mean, you can ask Maria Makiba. I'm not against short hair. Mama Africa, you know Mama Africa, eh? Yeah, I'm not against short hair. If your hair is short, keep it clean. That's all. Don't keep it like it's a hurricane. Boom! I mean, like this hour. Come, come, come quickly. Come, come before I change my mind. I mean, she has short hair. Look at it. Well kept nicely. Comb everything. But the other one that was here, yo, my God, sit down, sit down. I don't know why. But may the Holy Spirit teach you. Somebody asked me, will, will I be a good wife? The Holy Spirit will teach you to be a good wife. Yeah, he will teach you. He will teach you. Number three, he guides. He guides. John 16, 13, Bible says, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all things. Where do I need to go? How do I need to do? The Holy Spirit will guide you. I said the Holy Spirit will guide you. Yeah. What do I need to do next? The Holy Spirit will guide you. If you, oh, you see, I said I'm preparing you for the message how to relate with the Holy Spirit. If you allow him, he will guide you. Who do I need to marry? Just say, Holy Spirit, you know, ne? body no be firewood. Ne? Do you understand body no be firewood? Let me explain to you. It means that my body is not brywood. It has feelings. In the stage I, which I am at, I must, I must marry. I'm, I need a place to express myself. So lead me to the right person. Then you just start following. So you are going to this Holy Spirit say, no, 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 that one is somebody's wife. You can't go there. Then it will take you there. You are going to say, oh, that one, somebody else has proposed to her. Then he's leading you. Say, this one. You say, oh, this one, she's a bad girl. Oh. She's just smiling around, but she's a very, oh, now less smiling, but she's a very bad girl. So avoid her. Then you are, then go to the Holy Spirit say, hey, this one, the way you will be hungry, Avoid her, avoid her, avoid her. Then he takes you to the right one. I believe that the Holy Spirit led me to marry my wife. Yeah, I will explain to you. I don't know if I can explain through the microphone. I'll do my best to, to the point which I can. Before I stepped into university, my pastor called me and he said, I see you walking with this girl. What is, what is this person? 
I said, what situation? This girl, what's the, what, what's, what's, what is she to you? I said, oh, she's just my friend. I'll just see her. So, what are you thinking? I said, oh, not thinking about anything. I just, she's just, she brought, she invited me to the church and I came, so she's been my friend since. Then he said, I think that you and this girl should be beloved. I said, oh, pastor, wow. Okay, no problem. Then it was Sunday. So Friday, I traveled to her school and I said to her, you know something? Pastor says that you and I, that's how I proposed to my wife. You and I, we must be beloved. I don't want to disobey pastor. Do you want to disobey pastor? That's all. He said, no. I said, okay, then that's it. Then I came back the next week. Then I told pastor that, okay, I've told her that you said we must be beloved. I mean, if you see Dr. Ogo, you can ask him. So you say we should be beloved. So that's it. But that thing was a deliverance from destruction. Because after that, I stepped into first year. Yeah. And I stepped into first year as a very nice boy. Hey! Me, myself, I had not seen some before. So you can see the pressure from everywhere. But anybody who knocks on my door, I already have a beloved. And it's, it wasn't, I, I wasn't even used to the idea of being in a relationship. So even the thought of, okay, this one may be nice. If, if pastor didn't say that thing that time, I wouldn't have even known how to tell this girl that I like her. Do, do, do you understand? So by that thing, it was just like, maybe about a month or two after that, I stepped into first day. Went to Legon, left, went to UCC. So you can imagine a Legon boy coming to UCC. Also from St. Augustine, school prefect. Think about it. When I got to the school, hey, pressure. Anybody who can, my mind is not even on you. Because it's like, I, by the time I, you see, by the time I understood it, I had escaped. Yeah, that's why I believe that God led my pastor by his spirit to just guide me, get into a relationship before you go into first year. Because the university is a place where if you have not seen nice girls before, just take a tour by the university. You will see every time. If you are into colors, rainbow colors, you will see. If you are into sizes, you will see. If you are into shapes, you will see anything. Tall, short, in between, all of them. Yeah. Oh, now I would have made a big... In university, Tebo, I would have made a mistake, I'm telling you. He guides. Let me give you maybe one or two and then I close. I said what he teaches, he guides, he speaks, he leads, he intercedes for us. Romans 8.26, the Bible says that likewise the spirit helps our infirmities. For we don't know how to pray how we ought to. But the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for us in groanings that cannot be uttered. He bears witness. For, have, you, have you had a problem that your dog is interceding for you? To intercede means to come between somebody and a problem. And to beg for the person. That your dog or your cat is standing meow, 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 meow. Never. He intercedes for us. He bears witness 
with us. Romans 8, 14, we, we saw already. 15, the Bible says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Then verse 16, he explains, he says, The spirit beareth witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who comes to tell you are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. You are a child. Has your dog ever come to tell you you are a child of God? You are a child of God. He bears witness with us that we are children of God. Then finally, let me, there are so many. Just let me give you one and let's close. He also testifies about Jesus. I think John, John 15, John 15, 26, the Bible tells us that when he, the comforter, is come, whom I will send from the Father, even the spirit of truth that proceeded from the Father, he will testify of me. The best person to tell you about Jesus is not your pastor, it's the Holy Spirit. Sorry. I said the best person to tell you about Jesus is not even your pastor. It's the Holy Spirit. That's why people read the Bible, they don't understand anything. Then the Holy Spirit comes, comes to testify to them, and now suddenly they understand. That's why you talk to people, they don't believe. Then the Holy Spirit comes to talk to them, and suddenly they believe. They believe. They believe. Even one more has come to my mind. It brings things to our remembrance. I think John, John 14, 26, he tells us. He will bring all things to. Apart from, he says, he teaches you. He said he will bring all things to your remembrance. Now, let's look at your dog again. Your dog is called what? Whiskey or Fido or Jojo or Bobo. Sporty. Has Sporty ever come to tell you that, hey, you forgot your phone at home. Come and take it. Never. 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 Any time I'm doing something, I can't remember. I say, Holy Spirit, help me to remember. Help me to remember. Help me to remember. You see, I'll be walking. Suddenly, I remember, ah, I put it here. Then I go in. Anytime you are trying, you are looking for something, you can't find it. Two things you have to do. Number one, bind the devil. Anything that comes to frustrate you is an evil spirit. Yeah. You are starting your car. I can't start. Stop blaming the mechanic. It's an evil spirit. You started it yesterday. It was started. So it was started. So what happened that tomorrow, today is not starting? Bind the demon who is spoiling the thing. Then number two, ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to the solution. Just lead me to the solution. He brings all things to your remembrance. So when you study, you should pray. Holy Spirit, as I'm going to write this exam, remind me of everything that I've studied. Remind me of it. Remind me of it. That's how you remember. Now, don't go to the exam without studying and say, Holy Spirit, remind me. He will only remind you of what you have studied. Remind me. He remind you. He remind you. I pray that this reality of the Holy Spirit being a person will settle with us so that we can now relate with him properly from today on. Stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer quickly as we, as we close. Let's just share a word of prayer quickly. Stand to your feet. Just pray for yourself.
We are closing the next 10 minutes. Just pray for yourself. Pray for yourself and say, Holy Spirit, I accept you as a person. I acknowledge that you are a person. You are a person. I acknowledge. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Reverend Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Pritchard Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 078-038-2166. God richly bless you.